I'm Kristen. And I'm Jess. And we are Swifties Anonymous. So, I'm so hyped. So we've decided to call in a little bit of an audible here, boys. Uh, We're skipping over the rest of self-titled for now to dive into Fearless because we were just way too excited for the re-release. Just kidding. We're never going back. I I mean, what if we know? We will. We will. After we finish this. Let us know if you want us to go back or not. I mean, if you don't want us to, it's okay. There we go. We could create a poll and poll our... No, Zero we should listeners. go back. <laughs> we definitely should. Can we should. just cover the good songs left on the first album? No, maybe no, no, we no. can we, gloss we over things. We'll we'll see. Well, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Well, we just also didn't want to lose momentum by not being excited about the next few songs. I was always going to be excited about Fearless, but this is just the icing on the right. cake. Right. Yeah. And then when <laughs> Taylor's version dropped, it was like, okay, well, we. I mean, I'm not listening to anything other than Taylor's version. You know, for the foreseeable yeah. ever, I'm not going to start listening to I'm Only Me When I'm With You <laughs> on purpose. You know what I mean? I'm sorry to <gasps> people purpose. who love that song, but <laughs> yeah, not my well. fave. Anyway, in preparations for this <laughs> album, I listened to, you know, I obviously listened to all of Fearless Taylor's version anyway, but I also went back and listened to the old versions. I'm sorry to have given Scooter money. But I just needed to compare. I just wanted to see if there was any really glaring differences. Um, there's really not. Like, it's pretty, yeah. it's a really faithful, just straight up re-record. But, I mean, Taylor's voice has definitely matured. Yeah, that's tell. probably the biggest difference is, yeah, her her grown-up adult voice is just gorgeous. Like, any any little runs that you can kind of hear her struggling on, on the original, it's not like that anymore. Girl can hit the notes, no struggle. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I was, I saw that she like studied the original Fearless thoroughly to try to replicate the country inflections of her vocals back then, which is kind of funny. But I mean, really, like, even in like the little nuances and like Hey Steven, for example, <laughs> she, yeah. she really like kept all those same things, which is awesome. Yeah, like listening to it back to back. Um, yeah, I could hear her like kind of fake country accent, but it wasn't as like, uh, you know, it, it was a little more natural. It wasn't quite as forced, but you could tell she tried to uh, pretty much keep it as faithful as possible. But um, but it's still like something, it's a little bit more updated in, it definitely still has that like, 2009 sound as far as like the production just you know the way that it's made because these songs are from there but I still it's it's updated you know it's it's a little more crisp it's a little more refined um yeah there's some subtle differences like musically uh for example on the original Fearless uh it was all session musicians doing the music uh for Taylor's version she used her touring band which is really, really cool because Mr. they've played the songs. Yeah, Mr. Nashville. Like, they've <laughs> played the songs hundreds, thousands of times even. And it yeah. just, it just sound, it brings a, a really, like, life to uh, the sound that I really, really like. And, I mean, just, just a little background on Fearless in general. Um, I didn't realize, apparently this is the most awarded country album in history. That's intense. Which, I mean, yeah, I don't know. 
I didn't like check up on all the war- awards necessarily won, but that is what I read allegedly. So I mean, she and also tore it up at the Grammys that year. Yeah, she won four Grammys, including Album of the Year. That's the big one. One of her three, right? Three albums of yeah. the year that she's won. So, and I mean, this is my, I, as we talked about in the first episode, this is probably like my favorite quintessential Taylor Swift album. First yes. one I heard, I mean, really all the way through, like the first one I owned. I think, oh, so same for you, basically. Go- yeah, but going back to the album of the year. So when she won it, she was 20 um, and she was the youngest person to win album of the year. Oh, but really? then wow. she was surpassed in 2019 by Billie Eilish. She was 18. Ah, uh, well, so that's just a fun little Billy deserves trivia. it. But yeah. Oh, I mean, Billy's amazing. Um, But yeah, this we is also you, Billie. my Please first on the show. Oh, yeah. Can we get Billy on here? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. This is also my first full, like, Taylor Swift album that I listened to, even though I pretended I didn't. I remember you giving it to me. I don't know if you, like, I don't know if you burn it to a CD. I feel like we were past CD burning at the time. Probably. No, because I burned it on a CD for myself, I remember. So I probably did the same for you because I bought it on iTunes. Right. But I think. I remember. Remember on iTunes where downloaded music, you could send it to other people, but you had to like authorize them to listen to it. So I think you signed in on my computer, you know, you typed in your Apple password so that I could listen. (laughs) Hacker man. Which, yeah, we really, I mean, she's trying to prevent piracy and then here we are. I should have, I could have just bought it, but. (laughs) Nah, that's too much. Yeah. I mean, obviously like this album um like I talked about before wasn't wasn't really listening to country music at the time because you know like more of a teenager trying to develop my own music interest but I just yeah. remember like that album it didn't matter and I was 15 at the time so literally 15. like the target age group yeah yeah you are really <laughs> so we were the demographic for sure we were yeah and I mean it was just such like you can't not listen to this album I don't care if you no. don't think you like country music or you're trying not to or pop or whatever yeah. doesn't matter because it's so relatable yeah it's so yeah, even though it is like country it's not like that soulless like mass produced like country pop that i despise no. like it's you know that she made this you know she wrote these songs herself she is an artist like doing her thing yeah yeah, there's not just someone writing all the songs for her and she's just singing them like exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean this was her first this was really like her breakout album. Yeah. I mean it had the the hits that really I mean on her first album I guess like you had teardrops and our song right. and stuff that were big, but this one I feel like um especially you belong with me. That yeah, was that like, one was huge. Yeah, that one was real big. I mean love story too. So yeah, love story. I think did it chart? I don't know. I don't understand charts, but I feel like it was yeah. on pop radio too. Which I guess Teardrops mm-hmm. was too because there was the pop version. But love story, I feel like was even bigger. Yeah, than Teardrops, definitely. Which is saying a lot because Teardrops was huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was like really the first. I feel like the beginning of the crossover a little bit. I mean, with each yeah. album, it got a little bit closer, but this was. I don't know. 
But with her with her re-record album, I keep seeing this dumb meme that I don't even know. It's just like that Taylor Swift now owns four out of nine of her albums on four nine because it was released on April 9th. Do you think she did that on purpose? You know how Taylor Swift loves I'm, those Easter eggs. You know eggs. what? I wouldn't put it past her because why else would she wait like almost a month or it may have been more than a month when she announced when the album was coming out or, you know, did her secret message message that got, you know, instantly Gosh. decoded. Um, why would she wait so long when she's been all about these uh, surprise drops? Yeah. No, it's true. So I'm does here, that mean I'm here she's for the gonna own Yeah. Is that gonna does that mean she's gonna own five out of nine on five nine? I, I don't know about that because no. the rumors about nineteen eighty nine dropping in June would then be proved false and that would make me sad. Which well, that would I mean, still be amazing. Like two months true. and we get a whole new Taylor record basically. And it's probably gonna have more vault songs. I mean I feel like right. she's kind of setting a precedent here. Yeah. So the thing about the vault songs is, I mean, I wasn't like a huge Swifty around this time, but like very, very dedicated Swifties know, have have somehow heard the vault songs. Like there was, maybe she played them at shows or whatever and you recorded them or there was just oh, like really? very, very, very early, very rough recordings of them that went around on the That's internet. Cool. But like, yeah, you know, just acoustic and whatever. Which I had never heard them, so because I, yeah, I guess neither. wasn't as Not dedicated of a Swifty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the thing Did the is, internet for, exist in two thousand eight, no, right? Like, what kind of internet? Like, are we talking? Are we talking like forums? Probably yeah. MySpace. But I, I don't know that anyone knows any of songs that would be from the vault, off from like nineteen eighty nine or Reputation or anything. Yeah, like I know. that I'm excited. Me too. So do we get to um, jump in? Yes, but I just wanted to say I was so happy to hear like some country Taylor again, like some new country yeah. Taylor. That was cool. Anyway, yes, we should. Yeah, I, like, are you talking like about the vault songs? Yeah, just the vault songs and like. Yeah, because with her adult voice and uh, the production, the new production, mm-hmm. because those songs she worked with Aaron and Jack on um, like the new country Taylor sound, like nobody, no yeah. crime style or like, um, yeah. <laughs> right. Where you left me. I feel like has that kind of like new country. Yeah. New country that. Taylor. Yeah. I love you all I over love. me. Well, I guess we'll, we'll talk yeah. about those later more, but yeah, we'll get there. Fearless. Fearless title it. track. First track. Right out of the gate, just comes out swinging. Um, yeah, speaking of which, this album, just like her first album, really comes out swinging with the the. Tra- I mean, this whole album is so good. So it's so good from those first notes. Like, like when I was listening on Friday, when I listened to it for the first time again, like I I was like tearing up because like the notes hit me. You know those first notes. Do 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 yep. do do. Like I was like chills. Yep. I'm dead. Like, this is, this is good. I'm here for it. Yeah. So just, I mean, just a little bit of background on the song. Um, According to Taylor, she said, it's basically about the fearlessness of falling in love. No matter how many breakup songs you write, no matter how many times you get hurt, you will always fall in love again. Totally Taylor. (laughs) Um, And she said, when I was writing, when I wrote Fearless, I wasn't dating anyone. I wasn't even at the beginning stages of dating anybody. 
I was really all by myself out on tour and I got this idea for a song about the best first date. Another classic okay. Taylor kind of putting herself, I mean, she doesn't always have to write about experiences. It can be just like this idealized. Exactly. Experience. So why do people think that when she wrote like Betty and, okay, maybe nobody, <sighs> no crime, I guess, you know, obviously she hasn't killed a man that we know of. Or did she? Or did she? Um, <laughs> people are acting like, oh, she's finally, you know, writing about things that hasn't happened to her. Like, no, she's been doing since the beginning, yeah. like she's a storyteller, she can make up stories. Like, always has been. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. not new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She doesn't have to literally be going through like what she's writing about. Exactly. So, yeah, I like how she said is about the best first date she hasn't had yet. <laughs> which I wonder what her best first date is now that she is. I know. Mature. It's probably with was Joe, it the maple not lattes. Jonas. <laughs> oh yes that would be the best first date what was that a really i don't experience? know if that was their first date mm. it was just a well, i just remember it being a big deal we'll just dis- we'll discuss it yeah we'll get there we'll get we there. always we'll, get ahead we'll of Google ourselves it. yeah give true. it a goog um so yeah taylor jumping into love i mean literally this is classic taylor fearless quintessential Taylor, did you have a fun fact? I feel like there was a fun fact here. Where'd it go? I did. It was I. It was just the same thing that was already, which, which she said, I realized, just that she wasn't dating anyone at the time. So, oh. so I guess this was Close obviously enough. before she dated Joe Jonas. Maybe. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because if they didn't start dating, what, until like 2009? And she probably tore yeah, but she. Album. Well, no, because she wrote Forever and Always. But she squeezed that one in at the very she, end. Yeah, that's true. So she must have, she probably wrote this song earlier when she, I think, like she said, when she was on tour. So. Yeah, that's right. Forever and always. And Mr. Perfectly Fine didn't make it in time. (laughs) Yep. We'll get there. Um, So these (laughs) lyrics, though. Oh, man. So good. I mean. I mean, it totally paints a picture. Lyrically, this sounds great. The glow of the pavement. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That gets me. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's, you can, I don't know. It seems like she's kind of matured a little bit past the cliches from the first album. I mean, not that there was a lot of cliches in the first album. There were on some of the songs, yeah. but she was, she was. Yeah, this one genius, is not but. too cliche heavy. I mean, they're only cliched now because of, you know, she's maybe said the same thing in different words, but <laughs> it, this is such a fresh, like cute young love story. That's not just saying the same things over and over. Yeah, it does feel, and I mean the Taylor fresh. cliche is different from a normal cliche. Yeah, true. Yeah, she can create all the cliches she wants to. <laughs> yes, and this song was it, never a single, which is kind of funny. It, like was. it was. It's perfect. Later, oh, it was. It was a a single in January of 2010. Oh, I don't think I remember ever hearing it on the radio. I yeah, I feel like I remember <laughs> hearing it like in a grocery store. <laughs> Oh, well, that's when you know you've made it. Right. (laughs) When you're at the Kroger. and Yeah, it was way late because like 15 was a single in August of 2009. And then this one wasn't out until 2010. Which is wild because Speak Now came out at the end of 2010. So maybe they were just trying to keep keep it on the charts or something. I don't understand charts, so I should just stop talking about them. Yeah. (laughs) 
They're made up. Exactly. So this song's pretty tropey. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is her. It is her tropes. Like, this and is I'm here the for most it. I'm obsessed with tropey it. Tropey song. So we've got being blindly in love, driving mm-hmm. on the road, which in and itself, it's like road and driving are both yep. in there. Sitting in the passenger seat, eyes, a small town, capturing a moment, kissing. And then in the chorus, we've got the trifecta. The rain, in the dress, and dancing, all at the same time. (laughs) Just, they're all there. Yep. Amazing. We've got a specific feature, which is this guy's hair, which must have been pretty awesome. This made-up guy with his perfect hair. Yep. (gasps) It's Joe. It is Joe. And also, (laughs) She just didn't know it yet. Not to interrupt the tropes, but... I think it was her YouTube channel. <laughs> you remember YouTube channels? Oh, yeah. She had like a little bio or something that was like, oh, I wish I could remember exactly what it says, but something about trying to find the the perfect guy with perfect hair or something, like something about the guy's hair. So she obviously was I mean, a hair girl. Definitely a hair girl. Which I can relate, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe Jonas' hair. But no, she wasn't dating anyone. Maybe she just had a crush on him. No, I was talking about her current Joe. Oh, yeah, that Joe. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I guess he has good hair. Yeah, yeah he does. Uh, think about like all the, um, you know, all of her little love stories that she wrote before she really knew what love was, which I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself because, you know, in, um, is it Daylight? On Lover, where she says she thought love would be burning red, but it's golden like daylight. So self-aware. But yeah, her hearing her like older self sing these like uh, very young, like almost kind of naive songs about love. It's like, yeah, it's very full circle, you know? Yeah. And the fact that she like now is going back knowingly recording these songs like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know anything. Turns out. Right. <laughs> Oh, and to finish, did, so wait, on the tropes, did you say, like, the first kiss and, like, her being nervous? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, those are definitely tropey as well. Yeah. Especially, I mean, kissing. This whole al- I feel like every song on this album talks about kissing. Almost. Definitely. How many times can we say definitely in this episode? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, this this is a, a very tropey song. I love it. So did you have a favorite or least favorite lyric? Well, hold on. There was a music video. There was. I okay. Yes. I looked it up and I found like um I did see that it was like a performance music video, so I wasn't sure if it was official. So I don't really so, think I Yeah, so that was the official music video. It is just okay. sti- uh blech, stitched together tour footage. Um, right. Okay. So it wasn't so official. So it's pretty yeah, it, I mean it was cute because I guess it was you know, it was filmed all as she's touring for this album and then the single wasn't released until the next year, basically. So um like I, it was kind of, I feel like somewhere on Wikipedia I saw um, a little like blurb that said like this. It was basically like a love letter to her fans because it was all like shots of the crowd and like stuff like that. And there was this one girl holding a sign that said, "I play guitar because of you," and I related to that very hard. Aww. And I figured you would too. Yeah, let's find her and get her on our podcast. This girl. <laughs> Hey, if we screenshot it, put it on Reddit, we'll probably find her. 
True. You think she's still a Swifty? Yeah, definitely. If if Taylor Swift inspired her, I sure to hope so. she's definitely still a Swifty. Yeah. Okay, now for the favorite or least favorite. Oh yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so okay. I love the line where she says, but you're just so cool, run your hands through your hair. <laughs> Absent-mindedly making me want you. <laughs> I put the Is same that one. Too? Yes. <laughs> I had a hard time picking one, honestly, because like, not that there wasn't any that stuck out as good. It was like, they're all like pretty good, but nothing like crazy stuck out. But the way she Mm -hmm. articulate, not articulates, I guess, but the way she says the delivery, it's always the delivery, the The way she says absentmindedly, like, how could you work that song, that word into a song and make it flow so well? I know. Only Taylor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wrote that same line down. I mean, I also... (laughs) I, I kind of like that one. And also, I just like you take my hand and drag me head first, fearless. Like just the, yeah. the hook. It's 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 great. It's a, a great hook. Yeah. And the, the running your fingers through your hair, like it paints mm-hmm. such a picture of the whole absentmindedly. Like you can just picture like yep. driving down a dirt road and then this hot guy like whoosh, and you're just like, all right. <laughs> In this one horse town. Yeah. Like, all right. Well, I'm going to dance with you in my best dress. In the rain. In a storm. I don't care. Yep. Yeah, in a storm. I would ruin I would ruin a dress for you. My best dress. Yeah. Love it. Wreck the dress. And the secret <laughs> message, if we if if I may, is I loved you before I met you. So that fits that fits well with the theme of like this is her idealized fantasy man in their first date mm-hmm. that she already loves, even though she doesn't know. Which is funny because, I mean, yeah, that's kind of that naive Taylor. Yeah, like the starry-eyed, starry-eyed, I cannot talk today. (laughs) You're going to have to enter a robot voice for all of these. Starry-eyed. But yeah, the whole like love at first sight thing and Mm -hmm. not really knowing what love is, but being, you know, being wide open to it. It's very cute. Yep. I love it. Okay. So, what's was your rating? Oh, uh, okay. So, I had a hard time. I said seven or seven point five. I can't decide. What did you put? Maybe I gave it an eight because I mean I don't know. I have something about it being the first song on the album, and just the way, just what a way to open an album. Yeah, it's just it's so like open and. I don't know. Right. I was yeah. No, I was right. thinking I'll, I'll like seven two, but <laughs> but then I was like, 7. you know 5. what? I I really love this song a lot, so it, it's going to get a little higher, higher than I thought. So what about the Swifty scale? Um, I think it's a perfect ten on the Swifty scale, personally. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I, mean, I if think we're going to give too, any song a ten. Yeah, because when we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast rating uh, things on the Swifty scale, like we kind of said, like fearless being you know on a scale of we don't know what the least 50 song is to fearless what does this rate so this has to be the one yeah. that's yeah plus the fact that she has like all of her main tropes all in one sentence is just right you know it's the combination it of tropes me. really exactly like, it's not even the sheer number it's just like yeah the fact that like you all said, of them being all together, together like weigh, weighs it down and gives it much more much more uh Swifty clout or whatever the kids are saying these days. Kill me. <laughs> well, the kids are going to be saying that now that you've coined the phrase. 
Just kidding. Kids don't listen to us. Mm-mm. This is a purely millennial um, podcast. And not that I really dive deep into the Swifty community, but I did see like this Instagram post about the um, new Fearless album. And it was like, comment your age when Fearless first came out and your age now. People were like, oh, no. two, when it first came out, like five, eight. No. <laughs> I wanted to die. <laughs> There's a couple like, like our age felt a little better, but it's, it is cool though, because uh, there is like a whole new generation of people that are experiencing this now for the first time. That's very true. Yeah. So I think about like our little cousins who definitely listen to like folklore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then for them to experience this album, like maybe for, I mean, I imagine like, I don't know if kids that age would really like explore an artist's back catalog like that in depth, you know, um, but seeing like, oh, here's a new version of Fearless. Let's let's listen yeah. to it. And then being like, wow, this speaks to my soul as a 15 year old. So yeah, I hope much. so. I mean, I know that they definitely like would listen to it. But yeah, I feel like I don't know. Whatever I was going to say was going to sound too old lady. It's just like, I feel like say it <laughs> are so <laughs> they have so so much media like all the time i feel like one album sometimes doesn't make as much as an impression as it did like when we were that age because our like the amount of media that we could actually get was so limited i don't know does that make sense yeah. no i, I mean, totally agree i don't know i, I mean probably super old. yeah i hate sounding 400 years old when i say kids these days but it really like we grew up with a the lot internet, has changed but in like so much years. has changed since we were kids yeah since we were you know 15 or so I just feel like also there's a lot more music just in general because anyone right. can make their own and release it so like there's just a lot more to choose from for one thing and also it's just at your fingertips like yeah if you pay for Spotify or Apple Music or your parents pay for it you know you just click yeah. and you're like, oh, let me listen to this. Okay, I don't like it. Well, I didn't spend 15 bucks to buy this album, yeah. so not a big deal. Streaming has definitely spoil- spoiled us. I mean, it's it's a blessing and a curse. Like, definitely. obviously, I'm not going to complain about having everything in my fingertips, but it does make you appreciate things like that a little bit less. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just speaking yeah. from experience. It's not <laughs> gospel or anything, but. <laughs> right. Yeah, because when we, if we wanted to listen to something, basically, you know, before I knew how to find things um you know you just you went to walmart you bought a physical cd or you went on itunes you purchased Mm it yeah yeah and you owned like i mean maybe i mean at that time for me because you know i had my cd player i didn't have an ipod or anything so it's like you owned maybe like 10 cds so you listened to the same albums on repeat and that was it so you were immersed (laughs) remember having a cd case like Oh, yeah. You know, I those, still have like, my CD case. <laughs> yeah. I still have mine. I had a, like a huge one because I would just burn such an insane amount of CDs because I would. One time I burned my entire music library to CDs for some reason. So it was like. Oh, it was like. Case. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess because I had a CD player and, you know, I wasn't carrying my computer around with me. I didn't have an iPod or an MP3 player yeah. yet. So I burned it all. But then like within the next week. I had bought some new music or found something else. And so I had to burn another CD with my new stuff on it. Yep. And you, I'm sure you <laughs> called it great. like new stuff or something. You it, know, yes. Like, 
Exactly. There's always new stuff volume two or something. Did yeah. You, and I had like three like, new things. You know, it was pain. Yeah, do you remember when the discs came out? Well, I mean, I'm sure they were out, but I just didn't have them. But where you could actually fit like several hours of music, but then you couldn't always play it. Yeah, like the MP3 CDs. Right. That was, yep, that's the name. Yeah, because even when I was like 16 or so, I remember I had just gotten my license and stuff. So I was excited to listen to my own music in my own car. And my brother had installed like an MP3 CD like CD player. I remember that. So yeah, so I would burn, you know, a ton of CDs with, you know, with different, like a bunch of albums on there and I could like sort through, but it was still pretty unwieldy. The shins. Compared to just having Spotify. Muse. I know what it was. I burned this one CD that I called it British Invasion because it had a Muse album on there. It had like the last shadow puppets. Um, For some reason, I thought the strokes were British. At that time, they just seemed like, I was like, obviously they're British. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, so I I had them on there. I think I had Radiohead. So it was like, I literally wrote British Invasion and like, you know, had the stuff on there. And then like not long after I burned it, I realized I found out that they were literally from Brooklyn or whatever. So, so I put like British Invasion, just kidding in parentheses, like because the strokes are on here. Like I knew it was, it was just a joke. I was being ironic, guys. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Because of course Obviously. I was 16 and really thought I was cool and I was definitely, definitely not. I feel like I just talked way too long. No, I love it. Is well, it break good time? I think it's break time. Okay. Let's take a break and when we come back, let's talk about 15. Uh so let's talk 15. So the song was inspired by your freshman year at Hendersonville High School. And as you can clearly tell from the song, she's reminiscing on events that occurred to her and her best friend at the age of 15 and cautioning teenagers not to fall in love easily. And so talks about her and her real life best friend, Abigail, how they fell in love and got their hearts broken. And you can see her kind of telling herself things that she wished she would have known when she was younger, which... I mean, it's kind of funny because she was, what, 18 when this album came out? Yeah. Her. So. 18 It's just funny, like, yeah. I mean, I guess you do you do grow a lot between 15 and 18, but it's cool thinking about oh, yeah, her recording sure. the song now. Yeah. As a 31-year-old. Exactly. And looking back and being like, wow. Another, like, kind of full circle moment. Yeah. Like, she really I would does imagine. know. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I knew what I was talking about then, and I especially know now. Yeah. So like going back to, you know, 15 year olds now who might be listening to this album. You know, I hope that they take this song to heart because I mean, it's it's really true. You really think, you know, everything at 15 and then you're going to get your heart broke. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And I like that she um, when she wrote the song. She was nervous to show Abigail the song because she didn't know how she would respond um, because it was such a personal song. And But when she performed it for, I guess, Abigail and asked how if she was comfortable with it, Abigail said um, that Taylor said to her, does it bother you that your name is in a song that's so personal? And she said it really doesn't just because of the way Taylor 
and I feel about it. If one girl can kind of learn from from it or connect to a song like that, it's totally worth it. Aww. So I thought that was cool. And that's nice that she asked her, too. Yeah, I could see that being really nerve-wracking. Like, all right, I wrote this song. I really hope she likes it. It's going to be awkward if she says, don't use my name. Right. (laughs) Also, it's really cute that her and Abigail are still really good friends. I know. I love their relationship. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I loved seeing her in, like, Miss Americana documentary. Like, it's Abigail. And, like, uh, Taylor was in her wedding. It's just, it's really cool that she just has, like, this normal, you know, non-famous best friend that she's had since she was 15. Seems rare for, you know, uber-famous people like Taylor. But I feel like it maybe shows, like, her down-to-earthness that, you know, she's still a really cool person. I'm just making things up at this point. (laughs) No, I... No, I love it. And I love how she's like used her in music videos and stuff like other yeah. than this one, obviously. But she was in like, Picture to Burn. About, yeah, Picture to Burn. So and even now, like if you look at Abigail's Instagram, like she is posting like congratu- congratulatory. <laughs> is that her word? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> OK. Yeah. <laughs> stuff about Taylor. Like she's still like yeah. super supportive of her and a fan. Yeah, and it's, so, anyway, it's cool. so sweet. I love their friendship. Yeah. So fun fact. Um, I mean, one thing I saw about this, the song was that Taylor first wrote the line, um, the bridge, the one that became the bridge. And Abigail gave everything she had to a boy who changed his mind. And we both cried, which is one of the more like powerful lines in the song. So, yeah, it cool hits so hard. And first. to think, you know, them both crying together, like having yes. a shoulder to cry on when you get your heart broken is so, so important. Yes. So sweet. Uh, the one note that I made when I was just like making notes for the song, <laughs> I just wrote, makes me cry a little, TBH. Dude, I wrote the same. Like when I, we'll <laughs> talk about it more with the music video, but it was like, I cried a little. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the bridge, yeah, like it so, really, it hurt, it hits hard. Yeah, it's like I got a little, got a little glossy eyed. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah, I'm feeling a little nostalgic, and also like, she really knows how to pull the old heartstrings. Well, I like the lyrics just in general, how she's like telling the story. But it's, I mean, I don't know. We all know that Taylor's storytelling is good, but yeah. But I mean, she paints such a picture as usual, um, talking about um, him having a car and being. You know, feeling like you're flying when he's driving. In that feeling of starting school, like walking through the doors, you're kind of nervous. Oh, man. I'm glad I don't have to experience that feeling again. I know. But it really was like if you were excited about the school year, um, it was like a nervous excitement because, you know, I was always really nervous, but it was also I was also really excited about my school supplies mostly. What? Really? Isn't that dumb? And. I don't know. The school supply situation always stressed me out. Like you had to get them like. I didn't like getting them, but I I liked having like new binders, new highlighters and like everything was organized because literally by the second week, you know, my backpack was a disaster. But (laughs) the first first couple days with the really organized brand new pencils (laughs) was very exciting for me. I don't know. I'm extremely boring. (laughs) Turns out. Imagine using a backpack and not a messenger bag. True. 
I did. I definitely used the messenger bag through middle school. And I think I, I used them for a little bit of high school, but a backpack was so much easier. Yeah, no, I'm, I had a, I had a messenger bag in middle school, but it wasn't a cool one. The plastic always smelled weird, like dog food. I don't know why. (laughs) It must've been some kind of cheap plastic. The messenger bags were so much cooler looking though. Yeah. Don't you think? They were. And you could not like, remember when you had a backpack, it had to be like one shoulder. You couldn't have both, both straps on or you'd be like a nerd. Totally nerdy. The one shoulder hanging off. (laughs) And also you had to have your straps like completely as loose as they would go. So like the backpacks touching your butt basically or lower, honestly. Stupid. Really dumb, really, really dumb stuff. All right, so you were going to talk about the tropes. Sorry. Oh but. yeah, we got derailed talking about backpacks, but yeah, it's fun. I derailed. Um, I mean, this one's very tropey. Breathing, yeah, for one. Mm-hmm. School in general, fitting in. Other girls, oh uh, yeah, sitting in the Other passenger girls. seat again. The healing power of time. That's a big one. Dancing, youthful naivete. Repeating the first line at the end. She does that so yes. often. Yes. Uh, love making you feel a certain way, flying or spinning, etc. Yeah. Mom was waiting up, first kiss, mentioning an age, older guy mm-hmm. out of her league, specific age oh. mention. Wow, I put that in there twice, I guess. No, um, I, I name <laughs> my fault. Oh, did you put it in there? <laughs> yeah, I was I I didn't see that you already had put that. Oopsie. Yeah, naming someone, name drop. Yeah, I almost forgot to mention the name drop one. Even though it's just because it's not a boy's name, like, whoops. Yeah. Almost still a name drop. Yep, indeed. Yeah, this song is pretty tropey. Yeah. It's like on first glance, it doesn't seem as tropey, but it's pretty. It's pretty tropey. Looking back now at the lyrics before we talk about, like, I know we're not talking about our favorite line yet, but just there's so many good lines in this. So many. Like thinking about, like, dating the boy on the football team was like your biggest I mean, I don't know, not for me personally, but you know, like that, that's like your biggest aspiration at the time. Yeah. Even anything like high school wise, like when you're in high school, your world is so, so tiny Mm -hmm. and you know, you feel like any one mistake you make is going to end your entire life. (laughs) But in the grand scheme, like looking back, it's like, it really doesn't matter that much. Yeah, and just the line, like, when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, you're going to believe them. You're going to so believe good. them. That's a guarantee. So good. <laughs> did you watch the music video? I sure did. I forgot. I had totally forgotten that there was one. Me too. I don't know why this one didn't stick out in my mind. As yeah, much as, like, probably because of the story. terrible green screen. <laughs> yeah, there's like, a lot of green screen happening. It's, I guess... <laughs> I wonder if, like, they spent the music video budget on Love Story, which we'll get to. And so they're like, well, we just got to phone this one in. And yeah, so they just green screened her and then did some art. But I guess it was kind of cool. I mean, it just seems aged now. I mean, a lot of music videos at that time, I feel like, were like that. It just was kind of a thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, But she goes from, like, walking down the school hallway to, like, sitting on a bench playing the guitar and being in a field. Mm -hmm. And then so, I mean... As far as green screen music videos, it's not the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's pretty, like, basic, but I like how she's walking through the, I mean, literally walking through the halls. 
mm-hmm. reminiscing. And then you see Abigail yeah. in the car with the boy getting a little too kissy. A little kissy. But the part when, like, I guess they're sitting on the bench together and they're literally crying together. That's the part yeah. that got me when I was watching it. I was like, <laughs> it really, incredible. oh, it hit, it hit hard. Um, the end of the music video really weirds me out. Like, what? <laughs> What's with the the black umbrellas? Are they at a funeral? Oh yeah. Who is that yeah. girl that looks like a like a standard two thousands like villain in a high school movie? Like she doesn't look nice. She looks yeah, like I don't a, know like a mean girl. I was gonna say that it. I mean it. I don't know why this popped in my head, but it does remind me a little bit the end of Mean Girls when like they're seeing the new plastics and they're like knowingly Kinda. looking on like haha I know what's gonna happen to them. Like they're yeah. getting hit by a bus. No, but yeah. it mean, is so is... strange. Is it supposed to be Taylor? Like it looks nothing like her. I don't think so. I think I think it's just is like it really uh, just a you're random 15. Girl? I know what you're thinking. And so she's just like skulking outside of this high school, like staring at girls. I, I guess. I don't know. She's like it was very weird. It was very jarring because it goes from being all green screeny to looking like she's actually at the school. So I was Yeah. It's just like, why? Yeah. It was kind of weird. But I still, I just love that in the re-record, the fact that, like, it seems even more appropriate. I read some reviews that people thought it was weird that she was singing this song as, like, a 31-year-old. Like, it, it felt out of place. But I, I disagree. I feel like it is even better now. Yeah, it's more powerful because, you know, having written this, she probably wrote it when she was, I guess, 18 or it's probably somewhere on Genius, but I didn't see Yes, having written it as an 18-year-old looking back at your 15-year-old self is one thing, but like saying it again as a 31-year-old, like that's yeah. seems like it would be even more meaningful. Um one small thing that I remembered about this song that always bothered me when I first listened to it. 15 is a little old to start high school. No? Am I wrong? Uh I think I, I started, started high school, school at 14. Yeah, 14 seems right. I was actually 13, but I was just a little bit young for my, just because my yeah. birthday fell in a weird time. But right. 15 seems old. <laughs> maybe, uh, well, maybe she turned, she turned 15 and then met Abigail. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because I guess I if she was it's... a freshman, if she started school at 14, she would have turned 15 in December. And maybe she didn't meet oh, Abigail yeah. until the next semester when her classes changed if her schedule was like mine and your classes changed halfway through the year yeah true i, I don't know i mean that's too... it's such a, it's a dumb thing but i just remember that always bugging me when i was like 15 you know that kind of stuff matters a lot you're like, you're like in high school and you're 14 and you're like i'm not 15 what are you talking about yeah why are you a freshman in, at 15 what she's writing from the perspective of someone who got held back and that's yeah, her exactly. being this is a non um autobiographical this is another made-up one (laughs) yeah okay so what was your favorite lyric actually i'm gonna say my favorite lyric first just in case do it it probably is okay no i had two though so i'll just say one i mean go ahead and say two or say your favorite favorite and then okay my okay the favorite favorite is probably just we both cried (sighs) It is. Because it's so it's so simple but so powerful. Just like 
Yeah. Everything so that you know, like, yeah, leading up to that. So what was yours? Um, I said my favorite is um, back then I swore I was going to marry him someday, but I realized some bigger dreams of mine. And I feel like that's even more meaningful seeing yeah. where she is now with her, you know, however many Grammys, three album of the year Grammys in this, you know, awesome relationship, healthy relationship, you know, this whole career behind her. Yeah. Imagine if she would have married the guy from the football team. Ooh. My other one was this is life before you know who you're going to be. Oh, that's a good one, too. There's there's honestly a lot in the song that are there's so many. Great. Because, you know, you really think you know who you are at 15. You really do. I You're mean, like, honestly, I feel I like I feel like I, rem- I remember listening to this and being like, I know everyone says that, like, you don't know anything. But, like, I feel like I'm I'm mature for a 15-year-old. I know stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. I mean, I feel like you just can't help but think that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And you think, like, any weird phase you go through, you're like, nope, this is how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah, I yep. mean, I'm going to be in love with the Jonas Brothers for the rest of my life. Like, Forever. I'm going to get a Jonas Mom. Brothers tattoo, and it's going to be – it's not going to ever change. Yep. I'm marrying Joe Jonas, whether you like it or not. No. Um, and turns out I probably still would marry Joe Jonas. So I mean, kind of. <laughs> his, his hair's looking good lately, speaking of hair. Yeah, he did uh, – he grew up pretty pretty nicely. Wow, that took a turn. So Sorry. anyway, <laughs> oh, secret message was I cried. Well, bleh. let me start that. <laughs> secret message. I cried while recording this. I'm going to cry while recording this. I mean, I can't imagine not crying while recording this. I know, especially the bridge. Yeah. She probably still cries when she, if she performs a song. I wonder if she cried on the re-recordings. Probably. What's your rating? I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. But I feel like I could raise it to a 7. Yeah. I don't know why I rated it like, I don't know. Yeah. Make it a 7 because talking about it and seeing really how meaningful it is. Yeah. It's it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. This one, I I was kind of torn between a 7.5 and an 8 even. But I'm going to settle on a 7.5. I feel like I like it more than Fearless because... It resonates more emotionally, but yeah, <sighs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. So seven point five. Yeah, that sounds good. So for the Swifty scale, I gave it this a is seven like a different... on Swifty because it's a seven. Okay, yeah, because yeah, it's very, it's still tropey because of the things she talks about, but it's not like it's not a typical Taylor song. Exactly. Right. The subject matter is a little different, um, but it's still like, it's still pretty tropey. Yeah. Very Swifty. I give it seven um, other girls, I don't know, out of ten. Oh, yeah. Seven first days of school out of there. ten. Oof. Wait, did we give did we give Fearless ten? Something yeah. out of something? Oh, Fearless, ten, Kisses... In the rain, in the best dresses. In a storm. Yeah. In a storm. I don't, it wasn't even kissing, it was dancing. So, wow, I butchered that. Wow. <laughs> Ten best dresses. It's just dresses. so tropey, it didn't even need it. Yeah. Ten yeah, true. Of, 
10 best dresses. So love story. Love story. This is also very uh, quintessentially Taylor. I feel. Yeah, it really is. And this was used for the trailer for Letters to Juliet or something. Oh, huh. I don't know. Maybe that's more of a fun fact, but I was reading that. I've never seen that movie, but I just saw that that was yeah, used in the trailer, I... which is kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it either. But that is cool. This, parts of it. it was was the first single of the album, so I'm guessing is the first single typically the lead single? It just seems like it is. Yeah. I guess it so. was probably one of the bigger songs in the album, except for You Belong With Me maybe was a little bit bigger. Yeah. You Belong With Me was bigger. Yeah, this one at the time was her biggest Billboard Hot 100 hit, peaked at number four. There we go. So I there guess we go we'll with have the to charts. see what, yeah, that invisible thing that I don't really, none of us really understand. No, it's all don't made get up. it, and I won't respond. It's kind of like it. the stocks. It's kind of like the stock market. Oh, it's all imaginary and made up. It's all just squiggles. <laughs> so when I was looking up the background of the song, there was like a few different stories I read, but basically the gist was that it was based on some real experience when she was a teenager having an argument with her parents over a boy that. They thought they didn't like for some reason or another. I read that they thought he was a creep, <laughs> and Taylor thought it was love. So, oh my gosh, maybe if it was your Drew, entire family know. and friends thinks a guy is a creep. There's a good chance he's a creep. So, yeah, that's for all you 15 year olds out there. <laughs> yeah, that is a good lesson to learn. But, yes. um, well, I guess later she says she admitted that it turns out he was indeed a creep, but he thought he was amazing at the time. So, I guess that pre course I mean, came into her head. You were Romeo, you were throwing pebbles, and my daddy said, stay away from Juliet. And so, you know how Taylor Swift is. She grabbed her guitar, worked out the chords on her bedroom floor. I'm sure the song... Oh, she actually wrote this song in 27 minutes. Another one of those fast ones. Songs that write themselves. Yeah. Also, something about the number 27. I mean, we know, we know 13 is important, but 27 definitely has, has got to be some sort of... Oh, secret code. I don't know. Yeah. 27 second phone call. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't of her doing, though. Maybe she specifically was like, oh, time's up. 27 seconds. I'm ending it. Yeah. She's like, there it is. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she, I guess, kind of, I mean, it was somewhat based on real experience, but obviously she kind of explored this a little bit more and made it more dramatic as she tends to do. Yeah, which I mean, I feel like definitely, again, with her um, being able to create stories that aren't necessarily based on her exact experiences. So, you know, in her mind, her dad says, you can't date this guy. And she's like, well, we're Romeo and Juliet. We're going to kill ourselves now. We'll write a song like and that's great. It's awesome. We're going to get married and you can't stop us. Yep. Well, I'm glad that she realized (laughs) that he was a creep. Yeah. I wonder who it was. I couldn't figure... I know. I, I mean, I didn't see anything, but... I don't know. Yeah, can we get some info on this creep? Um, Oh, I accidentally didn't put this under the fun fact, but a fun fact. This was featured on Band Hero, the game. Band Hero. That is I a name I haven't heard in a long time. I don't know if I've ever is, actually played it. Yeah, what is Band Hero exactly? Is that... Is that like the so, rock, like the Guitar Hero brand of rock band, where you have like yeah. all the instruments? 
Okay. Exactly. But did they have yeah. like drums and stuff? I literally, I can't picture this. I don't know. But I, when I looked up that, when I found that fact, I, it like linked to a screenshot of the game and they had like a CGI Taylor Swift character. Oh my. In, in the game. So that is you know hilarious. How, like, do you remember like in Guitar Hero 5, they had, I don't know why, just five because that was the one that sticks out in my head because I owned it. Because it had Matt Bellamy as one of the playable characters. That's right. And I oh, think, man. I think Kurt Cobain, maybe. So there was like that whole that thing where they would actually wrong. take likenesses of real rock stars. So Taylor Swift made the cut. Wow. <laughs> That's such a funny, like, it's such a strange song to be featured in one of those games because it's not guitar heavy. It's not. I mean, I guess the drums yeah. maybe would be cool. I, I don't know. I didn't think they did. I mean, I never played Band Hero, but I, you know, Guitar Hero always did like rock songs. Exactly. So, I don't know. That's that is a fun fact. It's very fun. You have to appeal to all audiences, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. Very Romeo and Juliet, obviously. Romanticism. Fairy tale imagery. Now I feel like I'm jumping ahead to the tropes. We'll get there too. Yeah, let's not. uh, The secret message was someday I'll find this. I mean, that's pretty cute. Pretty cute. Yeah, similar to kind of like the fearless kind of um, ideal relationship kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. But then again, you don't want your entire family to hate this guy. No. Hopefully she feel like that's a runaway. Yeah. Yeah. And get married yeah, secretly get married. There's probably something wrong if if that's happening. Well, the tropes, since we were already touching on them. Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, so we got let's do it. literary references double, double time. Um obviously yeah. Romeo and Juliet. And then the Scarlet Letter is in there. I am I dumb? I don't feel like I understand how that reference works. No, I guess if you want to like, I just I don't know why. I mean, it fits. I know what she's getting at here, but I don't know why. I don't know how it fits into the song. Like just in the line that it's in, because you were Romeo. I was a scarlet letter, which I feel like that kind of maybe. I feel like it would be more appropriate in like one of her later songs. Especially like, I don't know, songs like Blank Space, things like that, where, you know, her reputation is, you know, people think she's a serial dater and stuff like that. So, I mean, maybe she was easy. I know all about the Scarlet Letter. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I don't that line itself. I mean, yeah, it's like I get it, but I I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Yeah, it didn't really seem to (laughs) fit to me. So anyway, did she just wedge it in there just to get another, you know, high school English credit? I kind of felt like she did. She was like, well, I like Pride and Prejudice, and I like Romeo and Juliet. I'm really in my classic literary phase here, so. And I also just was forced to read The Scarlet Letter, so I'm going to mention that. (laughs) I hated The Scarlet Letter. I never actually read it. Like I said, I saw Easy A, so. (laughs) Yeah, if we would have watched Easy A instead, I would have been fine, but it was just, like, so incredibly boring and... Yeah. I feel like the only reason we had to read it is so that we would get references later on in life. I mean, you know, isn't that why you do any kind of <laughs> very true learning? I don't know. All right. Sorry to interrupt your tropes. 
Please continue. No, it's all good because I feel like I was also probably going to mention that if you didn't. Uh, forbidden love, fairy tale imagery, mm-hmm. um, gender roles. It's you know, yeah. Daddy doesn't want me to date you. Um, mm-hmm. Repeating the first line at the end. In this yep. song, I feel like it's extra iconic. Uh, yes. A specific color of a dress. Hmm. Yeah. Also, like throwing pebbles caught my eye because. She also mentions it later on the album with um, Hey Steven. Oh, true. Or throwing rocks at your window. But yeah, I mean, close I don't enough. know if she. Yeah. I don't know if that's specifically a trope, but it kind of seems like it is. Yeah. Well, that's interesting in Hey Steven that she's throwing rocks at his window. A little. Yep. A little uh, flippy floppy. Yeah. Hit that reverse card in Uno, you know. <laughs> yes. I need to stop. <laughs> okay, so can we talk about the music video? Can we talk about the music video? Iconic. I mean, I can I, I play the music video in my head when I hear the song. Like it's, Yeah. It's, it's so great. deeply connected because I feel like it played all the time on every like I didn't watch a ton of music video like things, but uh CMT yeah. was always on at my gra- at Grammy and Pop's house. <laughs> <laughs> to name drop Grammy and Pop. Um, wow. <laughs> um, and I think I watched, I secretly watched like a little bit of like VH1 sometimes. And it was on both just constantly. Yeah, this was definitely both straight up country and pop at the same time. I feel like pop radio fully embraced this song. Yes. Without, I don't think they even did like a pop remix. I don't mean, didn't yeah, need I, they, it, I don't but. think they did because, yeah, they wouldn't have needed to because it was already pretty, pretty poppy. Um, so the castle, she's standing in a castle. Also, I mean, her dress is iconic. I Divine. love Absolutely the costume. Amazing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love the whole like princessy vibe of all the, and all the costumey mm. stuff and the, the weird little dance that they do, like the synchronized dance. Love it. Yeah. Bridgerton has nothing on this. <laughs> no. Taylor did it first, uh, Netflix. Nice try. Yeah. Actually, it reminds me a lot. Did you ever see the, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Kira Knightley, Pride and Prejudice. Oh yeah, I feel like I've seen pieces of it. I've never like watched the whole thing because I'm uncultured. It just reminds, like especially the, when they're dancing. I mean, maybe I'm just like there's a million other movies that have done the same thing, but I feel like it was around that time that that came out. So this just very that Pride and Prejudice to me. Yeah. Um, the guy, first of all. Hmm. Kind of hot. Yeah. Se- Probably. Second of all. Would you say oh. that he's the hottest so far as far as her music Definitely. videos go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, there's no competition, to be fair. Neck but, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Drew or whatever. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. There's no competition. I mean, competition. Drew was okay, he's but. quite attractive. No. Um, He definitely looks like a Jonas brother. Maybe. I was just going to yeah. say, he lo- like in the first scene when before they have the. What a flashback, but I guess it's not really a flashback. I guess it's just like a fantasy, but he's wearing like the V-neck and he has like the hair and he just kind of looks like a Jonas brother. Yeah. Also, when we were watching this music video, Evan was like, why does he look, you know, in his 30s with like his facial hair if they're supposed to be in high school? But then I was like, maybe they're in community college. That's why she's walking <laughs> You've obviously by been and watching. The- yes. And then he was like, why? Wait, he's like, why community college? Like, could just be like college. And I'm like, because they're at Greendale, okay? 
Wow. <laughs> I mean, is this a, so is that supposed to be because obviously the song says the flashback starts. But is it supposed to be, I guess, a fantasy like she's imagining all this playing out? Yeah, I mean, I guess, especially the way the music video does it, where they see each other and they're like, oh, we were connected in another life kind of thing. I don't know. Mm. And that in yeah. Victorian times, they were lovers and they probably died at 16 from well, a cold oh. or like wow. pneumonia <laughs> because that's what life was like then. Wow. Okay. That, that music video is a lot darker than I took. It took a weird turn. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Um, he looks, he does look a lot older than her for some reason, even though I looked it up and he was, he's only a year older than her. So they would have been around the same age for this. I was trying to find if he was in anything else and I couldn't, he was in like some soap opera maybe. Yeah. He's a pretty like, not huge actor, but he's definitely been in things. Yeah. Days of our lives. That's what it was. Oh, he got married in 2012. That's cute. Oh, to oh wow to an actress who was on the young and the and the restless another soap opera like competing soap operas those are the two soap operas that i actually know of so those are the two soap operas that exist as far as i know he let's see he was on nashville star i guess that's why he ended up in the music video because he's also like a singer or something i don't know all i'll know him for is the love story music video forever right um, I feel like I remember seeing in like J14 magazine or one of those Tiger Beat, you know, you know the ones. I yeah, feel I like I he used to date Miley Cyrus. But I can't, I didn't oh. like severely Google it. It just wasn't immediately yeah. on Wikipedia for me to see. So that does seem right. Wow. Um, there's so many. We're still on this music video, by the way, oh, okay. an hour later. There were so many like slow motion turnarounds. You know what I mean? Like they're like, yeah, I'm doing it. You can't see me, but you can see me, but our listener can't. Or they're like, I'm just imagining that you're doing this in slow motion. But yeah, you know? it's true. Yeah. It's, I mean, you got it. It's very dramatic. Very. And it does add to the drama. Um, have you seen the music video for Willow? Yes. yes so, I, I mean, this one came first, but um, so I feel like maybe Willow was inspired by this one because it gave me this similar vibe a little bit yeah i can see that so are you done with the music video yeah i guess i'll stop my rant about the music video no i enjoy your (laughs) rant but i want to know what your favorite lyric is because i was having some trouble with this one i was also um i think i finally settled on i talked to your dad go pick out a white dress okay that's a good one um yeah, but I also like. Oh no, you go ahead first before I steal things. I really, mine is all I could settle on. Honestly, was it's a love story, baby. Just say yes. <laughs> so boring, but I thought about I that. One I don't too. know. I just, I mean, it's a it's a good. Obviously, you hear it so many times that you kind of like. Oh yeah, yeah whatever. But I mean, it is a good, a good hook. But I I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't really. I'm not gonna lie. This isn't my favorite Taylor song. So I was just having a little bit of trouble, probably because I just heard it so much. True. And I feel like this song is less about individual lines. It's a story altogether. So just trying to pick yeah. out like an individual line doesn't really have the same impact as, you know, it's the whole thing is, mm-hmm. is it, you know? Yeah, I definitely think lyrically out of the three songs, um, 
15 is probably my favorite. Just Yeah. But anyway. So what would you rate this? Um, so I gave it a six out of 10. Um, cause I mean, it's, you know, I agree. I think I'd give it, that's what, kind of what I was thinking. Six. Yeah. Cause it's not a bad song by any means. It's just, I mean, I've heard it yeah. a lot, just like, you know what you said and it's just pretty straightforward. Not anything groundbreaking, yeah. but not bad. For a lot of people, this was probably their first Taylor Swift song. So that's cool. Yeah. True. Um, so Swifty? Yeah. So this one is like when you're going through the list of tropes, it doesn't seem like that many, but I feel like the overall message and theme is very Swifty. So I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, individually there's not, you know, the list of tropes isn't long, but the heavy handedness of the fairy tale stuff adds, you know, it makes it fall pretty high yeah is it i mean would you give it like an like an eight i gave it an eight an eight okay yeah because it's it's more overall like swifty than um or tropey i guess than 15 so yeah and it's yeah just the subject matter itself and the the entire fairy tale thing is oh yeah what she was about at this time and very iconically so what would you say eight Pebbles thrown out of I was thinking eight pebbles. <laughs> yeah. Eight out of ten thrown pebbles. Wow. This was so fun. <laughs> you sound <laughs> you sound excited. Did I sound like I was not having fun? Because I really meant it. <laughs> no, you're just like, wow, this is wow. so fun. <laughs> um So wait, what will we do next then? What songs? Well, first. I feel like we should come up with some drink ideas for these if oh we can. Oh, gosh. Okay. I had a hard time trying to think of – I didn't, like, spend a ton of time thinking about it, but I feel like – I mean, a fearless, would that literally – would that just be everything mixed together? Like, I don't care what happens to me. Yeah. Shot roulette. Like, a long Tequila island iced tea. But, ooh. <laughs> hmm. Tequila shot, but with something extra in there, like a – Fireball. A little. I think I used fireball last time. (laughs) Red Bull. Oh, goodness. Red Bull and tequila. I I feel like that would put you in a coma. Um, A love story definitely does have to have something with champagne. I feel like it would be like a. What about like. What about like hibiscus tea. (gasps) With champagne. But some other stuff. I was just thinking like something something... to make it kind of pinky. Reddish. Yeah, it would need to be pink. And bubbly. So there's the champagne. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, a drop of something or like a, like maybe some fruit, like put some like fresh yeah. fruit on a skewer in there, like some some strawberries. And it's got to have like yeah. the dried flower garnish. Ooh, yeah. Definite dried flower garnish. I feel like it needs something else, like maybe maybe a little bit yeah. of vodka or something to make it a little more alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Is that bad? A little bit of vodka sounds good. No, that sounds delicious. Anything with champagne that's bubbly is pretty, pretty good. True. And what kind would it be like dry, pretty dry champagne probably? Because the hibiscus tea would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I think so. Man, that sounds good. I want to try one now. I have to go buy some champagne and hibiscus tea, turns out. Um, 15 better just be a sodi pop. <laughs> it's a, a nice Sprite. Yes. 
<laughs> a sprite outside a sitting sprite. by the tree. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. all you're allowed. A ginger a ale. that cannot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll help your belly aches when you're thinking about all the boys that broke your heart. Exactly. You get like a ginger ale like on tap, like from the Taco Bell. Ooh. And you <laughs> just drink Bell. it. <laughs> I don't know why I said Taco Bell, because if you're inside of a Taco Bell, you're getting Baja Blast. Like, that's just a rule. So join us next time when we'll be talking about Hey Steven, White Horse, You Belong With Me, and Breathe, a song that I like literally makes me cry. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be an emotional time. <sighs> These are four crazy These are good hard songs. hitters. I'm excited. Well, Swifties out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Swifties out. (laughs) 